Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Okay, well, we are. Uh, hello, by the way, instead of us just jumping in, let me greet you and say hello. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're joining us for this discussion. Um, we left you yesterday on a cliffhanger. Um, God had said to Cain, like, why are you so angry? And then he said, look out because sin is waiting. Sin is waiting for you. Are you going to let sin master you or are you going to master sin? And uh, today is where we find out how K- or Cable, <laughs> Abel, <laughs> Cable is Cain and Abel, but they respond very differently to things. Let's just put that out there right now. Anyway. I bet you Eve did that a couple times. Cable. Right. Cable. <laughs> yeah, I bet she did. <laughs> like we yes. do to our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, today we're going to figure out which one of those brothers responds in a certain specific way. <laughs> so, yeah. Terry, you want to read that for yeah. us? This passage is jam-packed. Mm-hmm. All right. Genesis uh, 4, 8 through 16. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out into the field. Well, let's go out into the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where's your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence and I'll be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Wow. Cain does not respond in a positive way. Shall we say that? Yeah. And and I like how... um, Abel was willing to go with them. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. go. I mean, I don't, we don't know if they went into the field where Cain was growing his crops or into the field where um, Abel was tending his sheep. But either way, Abel was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go, you know, let's go hang out for a little while. Uh, then his brother turns his back on him. But just sometimes when we do like Bible passages, it's kind of good to put yourself in people's shoes. And I like what you were saying there, Terry. It was like Abel was pretty innocent, didn't have an agenda. It's like, you're my brother. Of course I go with you. Mm-hmm. And then looking at how callous, like you were saying, Cain was. Premeditated like, murder here. This was no accident. This didn't just happen because he his anger flared. Mm-hmm. 
He had a plan. Well, and the crazy thing for me was this isn't between Cain and Abel. This is between Cain and God. Yeah. Right. So it's very interesting that Cain wants to transfer that responsibility onto Abel. So if you hadn't brought the right sacrifice, I wouldn't be in trouble, basically. Um, I just thought that was fascinating. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. I think Abel was like, you know, I'm your, you're my brother. Let's, you know, yeah, let's go out in the field. Whatever. What do you want to do? What do you want to do today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, think about this up until this point, there hadn't been like malicious, intentional sin like that. Like this is really blatant, like thumb my nose at you. Oh yeah, watch this kind of sin, right? We know Adam and Eve, they ate the fruit and they knew that they were not supposed to do that. But then from there, we've never had like this violent, there's, there's never, this is the first incidence of like this violent horrible, outwardly affecting sin. Well, because what Adam and Eve did affected them. The consequences were just that they were affected. But now we've got someone else losing their life Mm -hmm. because of sin, the the sin choice of another individual. Right. And so like Abel didn't have any kind of context for anything. You know, if somebody said, if somebody that we knew was really angry and had made a lot of wrong choices and we could see that and then they were like oh hey let's just go hang out like it's gonna be fine we would probably think hmm there's there's something a little off here but Abel had no context like there was Mm -hmm. nothing that he could rely on there were no other stories of um you know he he didn't go the down the internet rabbit hole of all of the horrible things that could happen if you go out to the field with your angry brother. So, (laughs) you know, for him, he just was like, okay, I trust you. Nobody's ever sinned against me before. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you almost all the way, Suzanne, except I have a feeling that Cain's pattern was already started before this in little ways, but you're right. Not like this big way and no way could Abel have figured this out. Abel wasn't able. Abel wasn't able. <laughs> of course not, because he was an innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, and like you're saying, there weren't a lot of stories about murders because this was the first murder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's something that I noticed. Um, this I thought this was really interesting. When Adam and Eve sinned, God did not put a curse on them right? We talked about that before, how the curse was not placed on them. It was placed on their circumstances and it was placed on their environment. But God very clearly says to Cain here, he says, now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. He, he's like, this is you. This curse is on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just pretty amazed at um, how hard Cain's heart is. And God, God says to him, where's your brother Abel? And he, he's, yeah. he's flippant and callous and says, Hey, what, am I my brother's keeper? What, I mean, is it my day to watch him? 
you know, very, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, in God's face. And it's yeah. like, wow, he is really off his mind. He's out of his mind. <sighs> when God hands down his punishment, he's like, yeah, but this is too much for me. Like, Mm-mm. no, I don't accept this punishment, God. I'm going to whine about it some more. Like, this is too much. Did you guys notice um, what Cain says? Number one, his main problem here is, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today, number one, you're driving me from the land. Mm-hmm. That's what he loved. He loved his, that was his pride. And that's what he cared about. And then, oh, oh, and, and yeah, I'll be hidden from your presence too. You know, and, and I'll be a wanderer. I'm not a wanderer. I'm a farmer. I have a plot of land. Goes back to the, to the land, I think. Um, and he adds on to the curse. <laughs> kind of like Eve added on, and we can't touch it either. Mm-hmm. He adds on to the curse. And whoever finds me will kill me. I thought that was really interesting that something in him says, well, I killed somebody, so now they'll, somebody's going to want to kill me. Well, some of the commentaries, one of the things I read was that um, it kind of indicates, because then he leaves to go to Nod, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, there are people, and there is a family structure already in place out there. Yeah. So maybe it's a clan vengeance he's worried about. Oh, so someone. Um, that family will try to get vengeance on him. That's killing. interesting. That is yeah. very interesting. Because yeah. obviously, if he is worried about other people, it's not just at this point, we're not just Cain and Abel, right? right. It's not Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. which it's easy to just imagine that it's still just the four of them, right? Because right. the Bible hasn't said that there are all these other people out there. Right. And, um, we have to make note very clearly that all these other people that would be out there are their siblings. Their mm-hmm. relations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it was Adam and it was Eve and then everybody came from them. So these mm-hmm. people are all related. Like there weren't mm-hmm. other people wandering around. We didn't have like centaurs that are going <laughs> to, you know, come and stomp them or, you know, it, whatever it's, it's Adam and Eve and then their offspring. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I thought says, about the, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, it says Eve would become the mother of all living beings. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yes. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking when I read this, what of a bummer would it be to have to be the sister to go with Cain? I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. anyway. Well, but so he is already married and we don't know if Abel was, but we maybe, mm-hmm. you know, he may have had other, other children Mm-hmm. I think the idea of a like a clan retaliation would make some pretty good sense. He's worried mm-hmm. that people are going to be upset and kill him because he killed his brother. Mm-hmm. And families are like that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you want to get a family going, hurt one of them, yeah. and see the rest of them rise up. So, And especially back then, and it gets worse and worse, of course, as you move through the Bible, but God eventually sets up even refuge cities. Mm-hmm. If you are you kill somebody by accident, mm-hmm. you and you can make it to a city of refuge, mm-hmm. which they're placed throughout the land 
then you're safe for seven years or until the priest dies. I forget whatever yes, one that is. Like that. But um, yeah, I'll try yeah. it for the one that has a young priest. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know right. what I found interesting too, though, was Cain doesn't think that God's going to kill him. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. taken a life, and God's said, you know, the blood of your brother's crying out from the ground. Um, but but he's worried about other people killing him. He thinks just being banished is the worst thing that could happen. But then he mm-hmm. sees that, then it occurs to him that maybe other people could want to kill him. It was just an interesting thought process to me. Um, that I think one of the questions I'm going to ask or hope to know when I get to heaven is what was the mark? <laughs> what was the mark? That God put on him. Mm-hmm. Was it like a little halo glowing? Was it? I don't know, think that. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe a red dot on his nose. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But something and something that everybody would have recognized. Right. As a mark that God did. Yeah. Um, and somehow or another, the word goes out. If you see that mark, don't kill him. Mm-hmm. Cause you'd be in big trouble. That was very interesting to me. You know, we, we wonder about communication, you know, how many people were there? How did they communicate? Well, and, and where was God in all of this? Well, God is still actively talking to people. Yeah. His presence is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't stay just in Eden when Adam and Eve were forced out of the garden. God went to where they were yes. to be with them still and with their children. The thing that is, oh, go ahead, Terry. Nope, you go ahead, Suzanne. I was just going to say the thing that um, is fascinating to me and really I think speaks to our human nature um, and just the fallen world that we live in is how quickly we forget the things that um, caused trouble and we should have learned from. This is first generation out of Eden. Adam and Eve were there. They walked with God. They had community with God. They lived in this perfect world. And now, one generation later, so that's like my kids, your kids, we're not even talking about grandkids, great-grandkids, however many generations down. One generation, and they have fallen so far. Mm-hmm. One generation. Things turn so quickly. Yep. <laughs> Pretty heartbreaking. It, yeah, there was um, another food for thought. This is from David Gusick. And I never really heard about this. And it was the way of Cain. And you're right, Suzanne. How shocking did this happen in one generation? Mm-hmm. It's, the way of Cain, the way he defines it is it's, um, it starts with unbelief. Empty religion leading to jealousy, persecution of those truly godly, and then murderous anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as someone who follows Christ, I know I'm very capable of the way of Cain. Mm-hmm. Not in just a generation, but in a minute. Mm-hmm. I can turn, and I don't murder people. That's, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to state that right now for the record. Yeah. But spiritually, yeah, um, going after someone, 
um, being angry, being upset. Absolutely. Um, I'm capable of that. And I have done that. As I walk with God, I'm hoping I do it less. Um, part of that is, I think, treating people like objects as opposed to people. Like we're not seeing people as the image of God and who he is. And so, therefore, it's easier to hurt them. There's some kind of disconnect that happened in Cain, Suzanne. I know you, I keep going back to that, but it's like, how did that happen? Right. He was a firstborn. Right. You know, it wasn't even like a secondborn being jealous about his brother. He was a firstborn. I mean, Eve even says about Abel, with the help, or Cain, I mean, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Like, this is a direct result of God. Mm-hmm. You know, she acknowledges. Mm-hmm. Don't you think she spoke that over him? Don't you think she mm-hmm. was like, you are You are a gift from God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, in, in, in that perspective, too, so Cain sins against God. And I was just really fascinated by that twisted thinking that happened with him. Um that I, I might just read just a part, but murder is an act of hatred towards God for making or accepting another who offends us or troubles us or is favored with gifts and honors that we do not have or that stand in our way. At that mm-hmm. point, things are out of order. We think we're God. Mm-hmm. We think we have the right to go ahead and do the way of Cain. It just happens so quickly and so automatically. Um, then there's another part. That goes on with King David against you and only you have I sinned. Psalm 51, 4. King David saw within himself the cause um, of this horrendous crime. It was God that he had offended because God had limited his freedom by forbidding him the wife of Uriah the Hittite. David's crime was directed at his restricting God. And I wonder if there was some of this like in King going, oh, I'll show you. Oh, you think you're God? I mean, that's pretty dangerous, but (laughs) I'm capable of that. But, you know, that was Satan's attitude, jealousy. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is a terrible, Mm -hmm. um, terrible thing. And it does, um, Satan wanted to be like God because he was jealous of God. And so I think all of us have something in us, you know, we want to be the God of our own life. Mm -hmm. And and it does make us jealous and angry that we are not. We want to be God, just like Satan wanted to be God. We do too. Um, I think, you know, we shy away from saying that because that sounds really terrible, but but it's just something in our nature. Maybe because we were made in his likeness, um, we have an understanding of, and we were made to rule and to reign in this earth and to subdue it. Um, but everything has to stay in its place and stay in order. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in a marriage when, you know, a wife submits to her husband, but she only submits to her husband when he's in order submitting to God. And I think we get all mixed up um, in that we get stuff out of order. Um, so, yes, we are meant to rule and reign and subdue the earth. That's what God, that was the charge he gave us, um, but only when we're submitting to him. Mm-hmm. I think the only way to change this pattern is to is is that it's we won't be able to think ourselves out of it. We won't be able to behave our way out of it. We won't be able to be deceptive and try to not show it. 
our heart is revealed. And so the only way to fix that, you're right, Angie, is going to God. The very one we're angry at. Yeah. Well, everything boils down to the heart. It does. It really does. Uh-huh. Um, while you were saying that, Angie, it struck me. I was like, oh, look at this. In Genesis 3, which we just looked at, Genesis 3, 21, or 22, the Lord God said the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. I think that right there, mm-hmm. he says he's become like one of us. And I think that we have taken that, like that that is part of that sin nature now that we think, guess what? I'm like God. I'm my own God. Mm. Yeah. I get to decide. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I think that is probably where the knowledge of good and evil, yeah. why maybe we were supposed to stay away from that was because we were not built with the capabilities to discern clearly and follow clearly the division between good and evil. That's good, Suzanne. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it gets twisted because also God, Holy Spirit, and Jesus do not contain the sin. Right. In other words, they have it purely. They're Mm -hmm. seeing it purely. It's when it comes to us, it gets twisted in the way that it happened. And we have that knowledge and they have that knowledge, but they can Mm -hmm. slice it with a knife, right? And they can separate and, and know, but we don't have that capability. Because if we did, we would have been created not in the image of God, but as God, which we were not. Amen, sister. Mm -hmm. That's good. Awesome. Very Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, oh, oh, look, look, (laughs) right here in the Bible. This is what it says. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, One of the other things that I was thinking about is um, here Cain. Uh, his his third problem with his punishment is that he'll be a restless wanderer on the earth. Restless. When I started thinking about no rest, he's going to be a wanderer and he's not going to be have peace in his life for the rest of his life because he chose that sin and followed through and and chose the sin over God. And now he's no rest for you. No rest for you. Yeah. No peace. And no soup either. No, no soup. <laughs> uh, let me just insert something into that real quick because we know he's a farmer and I know a lot of farmers and the farmers that I know are not wanderers. Right. They are homebodies. They are yeah. built to be uh, with their land and they are not going to travel far because there are these responsibilities that go along with it. Um, so I think that that's like an extra insult for him. Because mm-hmm. if he's going to be a wanderer, that means he's not going to be able to settle and plant something else. That means he's not going to be able to rebuild and and live that life that he has lived for. This is absolutely an assumption, but I would assume for hundreds of years. Right. Because we're going to learn pretty soon how long these folks were living. Mm-hmm. It has long enough that there are other people in the land. Other people mm-hmm. have been born and grown to maturity. Um, Old enough that he's worried they're going to kill him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm going to bring it back to us in an application here. Isn't that mm-hmm. the same with us? When we're in sin, we have no rest. That's right. We are wandering all over the earth and we cannot fulfill our purpose that God has for us on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, when I see that particular piece, I'm like, that's like us when we do that. Mm-hmm. 
The uh, what, another FYI, this is David Guzik again. One of the first signs of a new life is that the individual takes sides with God against himself. Mm-hmm. So the only way to correct that thinking is to go to God and let God correct it. Let us not have any say on that except to confess. Let God make his correction and submit to him and ask him what, what would work. He would have done that with Cain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a consequence to Cain's sin, but had he reacted differently, God would have restored, I think, mm-hmm. in such a different way. Yeah. Through Jesus Christ, God gives us that different way. We have that available to us, too. And we can ask for that restoration. Yeah. I liked the first sentence in that, uh, in that little clip that mm-hmm. you just read from Rosemary. One of the consequences of sin is that it makes the sinner pity himself instead of causing him to turn to God. Um, and I think that that's very true, too. Um, sometimes we don't recognize those warning signs. I think that God puts a lot of warning signs out there for us, and we don't recognize what they are. So when I'm sitting there feeling sorry for myself, really and truly, that's, that's a warning side, that I'm looking inside at myself, and I'm not turning to God and looking for Him to help me in whatever situation I find myself in. Um, and I think that Certainly, Cain was sorry, feeling sorry for himself. Oh, no, that's too hard. You're going to send me out. Mm-hmm. You're going to make me leave my land. Um, so I think we need to, when we read that, we should look at that and try and apply it to ourselves and say, okay, what do I do? What makes me feel sorry for myself? And if I'm doing that, I'm not giving that to God. I'm not looking to God in that situation. I'm sitting here looking at myself just having mm-hmm. a pity party. It's that victim's mentality that I talked mm-hmm. about before. Yeah. And it just, every, you know, it's everybody else's fault and it's poor me. Poor me. Yeah. Or in my case, God, you're wrong. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> how many times with all the restrictions and when God restricts us, my thinking is like, I will see them not in the image of God and I'll be like, God, you are so wrong. Let me help you. Or <laughs> if that's if I have a thought of God, right? Because right? if I'm on yeah. this bent, Hmm. You know, it's like, it doesn't even come in. Boy, you should have seen Rosemary's face when she just did that. Mm. Mm, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that thing about loving your enemies. Right. You know, it's really hard to love your enemy. I I don't think in our flesh that we can really do that. I think that that takes. I agree. I think that takes. Um, the love of Jesus in us to make us recognize that that enemy was also made in the image of God and that, that God loves them just like he loves us and that they are valuable um, and deserving of all that God has for each of us. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's really... And me, my, my um, old man says, no, no. Right. They, don't, no. they don't deserve anything good. No, nope. yeah. if they're going to behave like that, if they're going to do that, mm-mm. they don't no. deserve it. Yeah. So I've just recently just been staying away from all news and just about just the basics that I'm getting. But I, I also notice is a way for me to practice is when I'm hearing a piece of news and I want to jump is that it's like a prayer time. It's like, God, 
God, I see I'll affirm they are made in your image, Lord. Mm. Oh, that's not good. I just doesn't say it might be a bad copy, but I'm just, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Honestly, that stuff, the stuff well, you that can I be honest with God. It's okay. I can, yeah. I can. And that's my judgment. That's my thing. But it's like, truly what's happening when I'm doing that is like, God, change my heart so that I can see them with your eyes, Lord. Change my heart, change who I am, change my sight. Right now it's just happening at the site. It's not even getting to my heart. So it's like when I'm in a space of being able to pray about that, I'll let stuff in, I'll do it, but I have to consistently do that. And then I have to, by the way, walk away from that because I can't do that very long. You know, with all this stuff going on, we can find people who, in our opinions, may not truly reflect the good image of God. Really? Really? <laughs> really? Well, I can't tell you how many times when I've been praying for my enemies, I've had to say, you know, Lord, I really don't want to pray for them. I really don't right. want to do this. I don't want to bless them. But but because your word says that's what I need yeah. to do, I'm really just doing this in obedience because it ain't in my heart yet. <laughs> but yeah, I but that's okay because sometimes yeah. that's right where it starts. It's just obeying what God says. And then... Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's what the mm-hmm. word says. So if we can start there, he will get us to the next place. Yeah. You know, yeah. if we'll be obedient, can. he can do the rest. It's not and us doing it. Yeah. Right. Well, since we've been talking about praying and um, just leaning into him, Angie, do you want to pray for us as we're closing out today? I would love to do that. Father, we love you. But more importantly, we are so grateful that you love us. Lord, we look at your word in Genesis and we see this, um, these selfish choices that are being made. And we know that we could make those selfish choices too. Um, That without the grace that you've given us, without your son Jesus, that we would all be just lost um, and condemned under this weight of sin. But Lord, we thank you that Jesus came and he shed his blood for us to cover our sin, to wash it away so that we could be made right in your sight. Lord, we know that there was only one perfect man and that was your son Jesus. And Father, we thank you that you um, set it up so that he would transfer his righteousness to us and that he would let us come in and be a part of the family of God, that we would be restored um, after the things that happened in the garden. So Father, thank you for your word. We're so grateful to get to read it and to, um, to see how you've acted and interacted with man from the very beginning, that you were always willing to give them another chance, that you you were willing to work with them, and you're still willing to work with us, Father. Lord, let us love others as you love us, and let us see, when we look at every other human being, let us see that you love them and that they are made in your image just as we are. So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time together, and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ha, ha, ha.